Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. From the team behind American History Tellers comes a new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, intimate moments, and shocking scandals that shaped our nation. From the War of 1812 to Watergate. Available for pre-order now, wherever you get your books. I think why I love her is because she is evidence to me of how when you listen to your own voice and follow your own muse, the success that you experience is so much richer, deeper, and better than what quote-unquote Hollywood has to offer. Hello, how are you? It's wonderful to see you, to hear you, to be with you. From friends, Romans, countrymen, lend us your ears, for we are here to do a podcast for you. I, David Magadoff, my friend, Claire Kramer, it's fanatics. You know, David, when you say friends, Romans, countrymen, you know why Shakespeare did that? Because it's supposed to be friends and then no one's listening romans and then no one's listening and then countrymen lend me your ears that's it i mind blown you we can end this podcast right now i'm satisfied (laughs) that was thrilling i did not know that that's why there's the three peats in most of shakespeare's plays have a moment like that that just happens to be the one that society has latched on to as their you know shakespearean catchphrase Amazing. So I, I now I just want to have you on and talk about Shakespeare as a, one of your <laughs> fanatical things. But unfortunately, we just have Jay August Richards here Jay today. is so, oh my gosh. I just love Jay. I literally love him. I've known him for, I feel like since I got off the plane in Los Angeles 20 years ago, you know, we met very early in both our careers. And he's just one of those guys, like he's a renaissance man. He's just an awesome guy. I mean, he's so creative. He's talented. I, this is like a podcast about how much I love Jay. Now that's what I'm fanatical about. Which is fine. Well, it was it was Angel, right? That he was played, that's his big Charles show. Charles got on Angel. He uh, was on, of course, Agents of Shield and Deathlock on Agents of Shield, which was like a really pivotal character. And then count, he just had Council, Council of, Dads of Dads on the air for, I believe, NBC. So he's someone who's always worked, but I feel like he's like hit his stride in the in his personal life and his professional life in the last like three or four years. Like Council of Dads was the first big show that he auditioned for and got during a pilot season, you know? Like, because Charles Gunn, his character came in into Angel. He didn't actually, if I'm correct, do the pilot. So he's just, he's evolved as an artist, and I just, I love him so much. He's just one of those good people. Was he just a good person to sort of run in the Joss Whedon universe with? Was he just yes. like, it's fun that you kind of had similar tales well, to tell? Well, because we travel as a pack, us, us Whedon folks. 
<laughs> we go to con to con and I always enjoy being at an event with him, whether, you know, it's in Paris or we've been around the world together, you know? So I've, you know, seen the Eiffel Tower with him and I've seen the, you know, Arc de Triomphe. And then I've been to, you know, Germany and, and every state, you know, I feel like state capital in the United States, certainly. So we've had, okay, David, here's a little bit of trivia about me. When when Please. when I go on conventions, convention weekends, especially where I'm hosting, my ritual on Sunday night is to find the best cheeseburger in town. And Jay has been on that cheeseburger quest with me many times. That's a great <laughs> ritual. It's like, I mean, I'm the cheeseburger connoisseur of conventions. This is wonderful news. Claire, I like you, but now I like... <laughs> There's another deeper level, like a ooey gooey it's, double cheese layer level that I'm I'm happy like, now. Yeah, I Speaking mean, speaking of deeper it's levels, real. We all went on a deeper level today with uh, Ani DeFranco and the deep love that Jay August has. He was so into it. I'm so into it now. And now you guys will be too. Take a listen. Okay, and please welcome today one of my favorite people in the world, Jay August Richards. What's up, everybody? Claire, <laughs> you are also one of my favorite people in the world, and I'm so happy to be here talking to you today. Oh my gosh, Jay. Welcome, welcome. And I I mean, listen, you have such a great career. I love everything about what you've done over the last like 25 years in Los Angeles, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk nope. about something totally different. We're going to talk Let's about what you're fanatical about, which is... Ani DeFranco. Wow. I Yes. <laughs> I'm so I yes. honestly I'm really excited for this episode because it's someone <laughs> I know, but I don't like really like I'm expecting to leave this episode really into her. So why are you mm. like I just like that we're going back to the 90s. That already makes me happy and puts a smile ah, on ah, my ah, face. Ah, ah, ah. As a as a mega fan, you cannot say she's 90s. She is current. She is still around. She still exists. She is as powerful and as as much to say now as she did back then. And that's one of the things I love about her. Sorry, don't mean to be jumping in so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But as the times change, her message, her music, her voice, her voice evolves as well. That's one of the things I love about her. She is my favorite living musical artist right now. Can you just give us the Ani DeFranco 101 for people who are like, oh, yeah, like, I know that name, but I'm not 100% sure. Or people who are like, I do not know who Ani DeFranco is. Who is that? Is that a band? Is that a person? Ani DeFranco is a folk singer and the most successful independent artist of all time. She is on her own record label called Righteous Babe Records and has been making music independently since the early 90s. And she's a folk singer and she's a poet and she's an activist, one of the most, you know, uh, cutting edge thinkers of our time. Boom. Boom. I mean, I can't believe she's remained independent this whole time on her own label. She has. And it's been work. It's been work for her to remain independent. She's been constantly approached by record labels and, and corporations, but she has resisted it for all of these decades for a reason. OK, is that part of what appeals to you about her? Is that part of why Absolutely. you love her? Okay. Absolutely. I think why I love her is because she is evidence to me of how when you listen to your own voice and follow your own muse, the success that you experience is so much richer, deeper, and better than what quote unquote Hollywood has to offer. That's how you've taken that lesson because you put the Hollywood thing in, meaning like for her, it's about the, the, the business and 
probably corporations, but for you, that's how you've taken it, which is- I use Hollywood as a metaphor for business corporations that seek to own anybody who does something creative. So I use Hollywood as a catch-all. I love it. Jay, how did you first hear Ani DeFranco? Best question. I will never forget it. I was probably 19 years old. I just moved to Los Angeles a year earlier. And I was riding in my car, discovered a radio station called NPR, which, well, I mean, I guess NPR is everywhere. (laughs) Right, right. But I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it before until I moved to LA. Um, Was riding in my first car ever, which was shipped to Los Angeles. I heard this singer and I heard probably her signature song, which is called 32 Flavors first. That was the first song of hers I ever heard. It was certainly one of those moments where you discover a new color in the world. And that was what it was like for me hearing her music for the first time. There was something in the production, in the vocal, in the lyrics, in everything that was a spirit and a voice that I recognized but had never heard. So it was definitely a love at first sight, love at first listen type situation. On a scale of one to 10, 20 years ago to today, has she yeah. remained a one, ten. A, a 10? Always stayed a 10 throughout my entire life. Yes. How many times have you seen her live, Jay? I can't even count. I can't even tell you. Um, probably around 10 or less, which is which only is rivaled by Prince, who is probably, Prince is actually probably my number one favorite artist of all time. Let me just get that out there. But Ani is right up there. You know, Stevie Wonder is also there. Joni Mitchell is also there. I stop ranking at the top five, top 10. So just putting that out there. But Ani is something that I love talking about and I love sharing with people because not a lot of people have heard about her because, again, she's been independent all of these years. She's like in your little treasure chest because it's true. It's like you're like everyone knows Prince like ubiquitously in a beautiful way. But you have like this, do you feel like you have this little treasure to share with people? Like, I'm going to tell you about Ani DeFranco because you probably don't know about her. And I'm going to give you the best of Ani DeFranco. I'm going to give you the best song and the best reasons to like her. And just just the biggest Christmas gift on on every day is Ani DeFranco Day. I have to recognize that spirit in a person before I recommend it because it could mean, it would mean nothing to a lot of people. And that's totally fine. That is absolutely fine. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if there's something that I recognize in a person that could get something from it, I'm very happy to share it. Have you ever shared it with someone and they have, they just were like, no, thank you. And how did that make you feel? No, not really. Not really. I'm always, it's always the right person at the right time. One of the most delicious times I ever shared Ani DeFranco was with a former publicist of mine who comes from a similar background as me. She's a black woman from somewhere in the South. I don't remember exactly what city. I was like, you know who you'd like? Ani DeFranco. And she got me tickets to an Ani DeFranco show here in LA and backstage passes. And so she came to the concert, fell in love with Ani DeFranco, started telling me about songs that I didn't even know of hers. And we went backstage and I met Ani DeFranco. And I don't know that I've ever really been so starstruck. I don't know that I ever have. I was so starstruck, said the dumbest things. What'd you say? She was so gracious. I started asking just dumb questions that I've always wanted to know. And you know what's so funny? I'm going to give you all a little bit of tea. 
Amber Tamblin was backstage too. Uh-huh. And <laughs> she and I almost got into a fist fight for Ani's attention. It was a, it was pretty <laughs> hilarious. But I was almost about to take a uh, little Miss Joan of Arcadia down <laughs> because I was asking questions and she was interrupting my questions and I was getting pissed. So, um, but no, she, we were both just so excited to meet her. And also my dear buddy from college, James Lejeure, is also a tremendous Ani DeFranco fan. And, and not only did we bond with Prince, but he and I are such great friends and have always been. And we discovered Ani on our own. We, it wasn't like we did it together. He knew her, I knew her. And so he's the person that I go see Ani with all the time. Okay, so do you still stay in touch with Amber? Have you guys like continued that bond? No, I mean, we almost literally cut each other that <laughs> night. So we didn't exchange numbers or anything. Okay, so I want to I go back a little bit because you were saying- You know who else I saw? What? I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, um, he and I, I were in him. line together buying tickets to Ani's show. I think that that was what we were buying tickets for. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. At TKTS? Yeah, and well- it was, is that what it was? It was on Sunset near Book Soup. Is that what that was? It I don't was know. That, I'm thinking of the New York Times Square one. Got it. Which was where you went for your last minute ticks to anywhere, yeah. including CBGB's. But anyway, so you were saying to David that, we, you know, you've got to have the vibe of a person you introduce to Ani. What yeah. is that vibe? What do you, fa- Ooh, what do you, what do you have to feel coming at you? Yeah, do we that have a... that vibe? Well, um, if we didn't know. It's not a good or bad thing. Um, I, I, that has yet to be determined. I mean, your I think, eyes are telling me no, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not I'm worthy of honor. Sure I'm pretty sure Claire does, but I haven't known you long enough to say. Uh, it How about it takes that? 20 years, David, to get in the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and you almost have to name a kid after Jay, but. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so what is, how do you identify that? Like, you know, because I get what you're saying. Mm. There's a certain sensibility and a certain like, like I'm a huge Peter Gabriel fan. I don't want to introduce mm. anyone to Peter Gabriel because I'm like, yeah. you don't, you may not get it. And then we can't be friends. Right, right. You know what it is? It's got to be somebody who truly appreciates art. That's it. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. What What is it about Ani then? Like what? So when you when you connected with her listening to NPR, and I love that NPR introduced you to Ani DeFranco because 
that's exactly who should be introducing people to Ani DeFranco. Could you boil it down a little bit more other than it's just interesting and folk and it just touched you, your soul? Is there something very specific? Is it a authenticity that she connects Mm. to with you that to herself is it she brings something out of you does she ring something in you that no one else quite rings like what is it that specifically every time you just you just because i'm a huge oasis fan and i'm the same Mm. like it's all about the 90s for me too but they're still making music liam and noel and i'm i literally listen to them every day and Mm. if i have to think about it they like they like were the confident people that like I didn't get as a in a father figure weirdly and I kind of oh. used them as like a confident substitute. So I'm curious like what what's she for you? That's a great question. I think that it has something to do with turning your most authentic self into a weapon or into a tool, an asset. An asset. So the eye-opening moment and I, that that was for me was when I heard her on NPR. The song was called 32 Flavors. I actually called the radio station to find out who that was. They told me. Because back then, <laughs> that's how you did it. You couldn't go that's on the website. Yeah, no yeah, Googling. So I went and got the album, which that song first appears on. And the album is called Not a Pretty Girl. So I went home, listened to the album, and every song was ringing my bells. But then when I got to the song Not a Pretty Girl, it was a paradigm, a life, a life altering paradigm shifting piece of art that changed who I am in the world. What I mean by that is the song Not a Pretty Girl, the chorus is, I am not a pretty girl. That is not what I do. I ain't no damsel in distress and I don't need to be rescued. What was so shifting about that for me was that all of my life, growing up in Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, I had never heard a woman say that she had ever wanted to be anything other than pretty. At that point, up until that point in my life, my understanding was that women hung their entire everything on their looks. So that was how I moved through the world, and that's what I understood. To hear someone rebuke what the entire world appeared to be saying to me was so powerful that it made me think, oh my God, so if she doesn't have to be a pretty girl, what do I not have to be that everybody tells me that I have to be? And then not only that, but then what mountain can I get on and scream that too? Because that is freedom, that is liberation, that is artistry. And so that changed everything for me. I love that. I can't wait to listen to that song after this. I mean, I love it. Let me ask you this, 20 albums, 20 or more albums that she's released. Do you, obviously, do you own them all? Do you? Well, I, yeah, the funny thing is I own a lot of them on CD, which I don't have in this office right now. But right. I have a lot of them on CD. But now because of Apple Music, which she's all of her catalog is on Apple Music and Spotify, I would imagine. So I don't have to, you know, I don't own them. I kind of miss owning them because I forget about certain singles. So, but yes, I I have a lot of her stuff. And like different albums, is it with her albums, do they like tell a story so that like if you need to be inspired for this moment or character of life event, you listen to this album. And then, you know, how do you go about deciding which album you're going to listen to on any given day? 
Yes. So whenever I have to do something where I need to be very brave, I listen to a song of hers called Swan Dive. And the chorus of that song is, I'm going to do my best swan dive into shark infested waters. I'm going to pull out my tampon and start splashing around. <gasps> Dude. The next line is, I don't care if they eat me alive. I got better things to do than survive. That's so deep. That's beautiful. So again, she is flaunting the thing that <laughs> folks want to obliterate. She's flaunting that. And the image of doing something so graceful as a swan dive into shark-infested waters. Bleeding. 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 So I listen to that when I have to, not just for an audition, because I don't think an audition requires that level of, of courage, but when I have to do something that requires even more courage, that is the song I listen to. When I do something political, I listen to a song called Willing to Fight, and that lyric goes, give me a call when you decide you're willing to fight for what you think is real, for what you think is right. <sighs> oh, yes for the snaps. Thank you. Come on, snaps. It's beautiful. Um, no, I mean, I, this, this is great. How <laughs> much you love her and the freedom that she brings to you is joyous. It's evangelism in the most beautiful way, meaning like you're, really something that's touched you so deeply, you're just like, and that's and I get it. You don't want to share it with with people that you feel like have a vibe that they'll listen to it and be like, "I don't like it," because then that affects. It's it's like they don't like it. Her. It's like they don't like you. And so mm. that's, that that mm. would be. I wouldn't want. Or they it. don't like my highest ideals. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah, you're right. It's like a rejection of the things that I hold the most sacred. And so you know, she is very much a sacred artist for me. Can I play you? There's one other aspect of her that I want to talk about, which is her musicianship. Yes. You know, I've talked about the political aspect. I've talked about the courage and the poetry, but her musicianship is, is also something to be admired. She thinks of the guitar as a percussive instrument, not just a melodic instrument. She has a song called, uh, a, a song where she says, I can't remember the name of the song, but she says, half of learning how to play is learning what not to play. That's like a metaphor for life too, right? Hello? So she considers the silence as important as the note. So just to give you an example of what I mean by her musicianship, check this out. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god. Yeah, she's like playing the pauses. Yeah. Exactly. It's like somebody glitching. Yeah. And it's really. about it's a song about meeting a woman when you're in a relationship with a man. So oh. the music accompanies that fucking glitch of like Whoops. what the fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she has the lyrics and she has the musicianship. That's the most beautiful thing. So and the, the voice. And a voice. Yeah. To the extent of your fandom, can you kind of give us a moment here? Take us into like what that looks like. How A few questions. One, how often do you listen to Ani DeFranco? Hmm. Like daily? No, definitely not daily. There are periods in my life where I kind of need to come back to something fundamental, and that's when she is on heavy rotation in my life. But I don't listen to her every day. There are periods when it's pretty much all I can listen to. And then I move on, you know, 
when you when you need to hear her, you need there's the moments where you're like you it's time for Ani DeFranco. It's time to to remember something. And yes. it's time for her to teach. Like right now, right now I'm in an Ani phase because of everything that's going on in the world. She has a very beautiful song called Pacifists Lament. And the first verse of the song is talking about how you're in a fight with your lover and you can just leave a glass of tea out as a way to say you're sorry, right? So then she carries that metaphor and says, so in the world, which one of us is going to be the first to say we're sorry? We ask our kids just to stop in the middle of a fight and say, I'm sorry. And she's asking the world who's going to be the first to say they're sorry. I can see why you're rotating that song. (laughs) You know, that's 2020, November 2020, right there. That's 2020. Any memorabilia? I have this book right here. This is her autobiography, which I'm in the middle of reading. Oh, I'm ordering it tonight. It's a signed copy, which was given to me by another Ani superfan who was a makeup artist on the last show on Council of Dads. I was singing something goes, oh, Ani? And I was like, yes. And then we just were <laughs> quoting lyrics constantly to each other. His name is Jared. We were just constantly quoting lyrics the entire shoot. So I have that. I have a t-shirt. Um, I have a picture with her. I think that's the extent of my memorabilia. It's pretty good. A lot of people would love to say that they have all those things from the person that they love so much. The fact that you actually <laughs> got to meet her, that's that's just rare on its own. Right. Twice. I want to go backstage to the time where you and Amber are back there, you know, vying for her attention. What, like, when I meet someone that I admire so much that I just am like totally in awe of their work, their creativity, I almost don't know where to start. (laughs) So where did you start with your questions to her? What did you ask? In that same song, Swan Dive, it starts cradling the softest, heaviest part of you in my hands. So I said, so my first question to her was, what did you mean when you, what, what does that mean? And Amber goes, balls. And Ani <laughs> does a gesture like she's grabbing her balls. <laughs> oh. So, so Amber as a female got it and you as a male, it went over your head. It did. I kind of really love that. <laughs> it did. That was so weird, isn't it? And that's the other thing. Some of her songs don't make sense to me until years later, until I've lived it. So it's constant. It's alive, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, her stuff is living. It, it 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 transforms over time. So yeah, I just don't feel like I ever got out a complete sentence either time when we met. Because mm-hmm. you were just kind of in awe and sitting there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Too shorter than you thought she'd be, or taller? Much Always shorter. Like much, much shorter. shorter. Much much shorter. Yeah. Which makes it, which is wild, right? Because you're like, she's just probably to you feels like this, like this amazing, beautiful light that's like bigger than everything and able to accomplish all and to, you know, succeed and to beat the system. So it's funny that she's just like, Paquita. Right. Oh, and then I, I forgot one of the great ironies of the song, Not a Pretty Girl, is that she's beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. If you met her again now, what would you say or ask if you could just like, today 2020 i would just be like just something random like what do you think of you know what do you think of uh did you see a christopher nolan movie like what Mm -hmm. did you think of tenet did you see that (laughs) would you even see a movie like tenet like how's your daughter how's your your kids what's going on i would just you know try to talk about anything but the music because 
I need to allow that to just be what it is for me. And just if I ever did have that opportunity, maybe just relate to her as a human being, which is what happens when you get starstruck. You forget that the person is a person and you don't relate to them as a person. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, so yeah. let's say you guys have, have you know, got this great friendship going on. And Jay, because I know you're an extremely creative, talented guy, you've written this amazing movie what, that she's going to compose for you. Okay? Mm. What, mm-hmm. what is the movie about? Ooh. Oh. With her talent. You cannot let that go to waste. Okay, honestly, I want to direct her biopic. I love that. I want to direct her biopic and I want the role of Ani to be played by eight different women. But the role will be played by all genders, mm-hmm. all races. Mm-hmm. It will be played by eight different people. Like what they did with that. the new Harry Potter on the West End, where the, Hermione is mm. now a black woman and, you know, everybody, oh, wow. it's like a whole gender bend, race, race bend. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They they yeah. threw out, they kept the characters. They kept Harry Potter and Hermione and, you know, Ron and all them, but they completely switched genders and races. And the Bob, Bob. Dylan movie with, uh, yeah, right? with Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett and everyone else too. Yeah. I love that idea. Uh, so, I mean, Jay, if you, we always like ending it on this. If you could, you know, someone who's never heard Ani DeFranco and you mm-hmm. said, hey, this is this is your gateway drug into the Ani DeFranco worldscape. You would say, listen to this song first, please. And that song would be? 32 Flavors. It's her signature anthem. And it's just about how each of us defy all categories and we don't exist comfortably in a single identity, which I think is what a lot of her work is about, is about identity. So I would say start with that. Although, you know, Not a Pretty Girl is a perfect gateway drug to Ani, I would actually recommend her double live album, Living in Clip, because it's it captures who she is on stage, which is a whole nother other. Like on stage, it is electrifying. It's a tour de force. One woman with a guitar an acoustic guitar, and she is banging it and playing it and pulling it. She has, she has this other lyric that says, have you ever been bent or pulled? Have you ever been played like strings? She's talking to a lover. And she makes love to that guitar. I'm sorry, she fucks it. 
And it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's important that, listen, the difference between making love to a guitar and fucking guitar, that mm-hmm. needed to have been said. So there's a, di- said. there's a difference. It needed to be said. But the, one of the other things that immediately struck me as a young, young man discovering Ani DeFranco is I had never heard a white artist discuss race from the point of view of being a white person, mm-hmm. not the struggle between the races, but what race means in my life. I have still yet to hear white people talk about race the way that Ani does, you know, and identifying with a race and being like, this is what it is for me. This is what it means to me. Uh, And then the tongue in cheek wokeness that wasn't even cool in the 90s. She starts one song that says, I know so many white people, where do I start? You know, the trouble with white people is you can't tell them apart. (laughs) Then she has another lyric where she says, I took a deep breath and became the white girl with the hair. She's talking about being in the black church and being the only white person there. The consciousness, you know, coming into that consciousness of I'm the only one who looks Mm -hmm. like me and and being the outsider in this moment, and it's relevant to the theme of the song. And then another lyric where she says, um, white people are so scared of black people, they bulldoze out to the country and build houses on little loop-de-loop streets. Wow. In the 90s. like In the 90s. So- no, it's a big difference to do it back then than it is. Like, now you're like, yeah, people did that. are saying this now. It's like, no, 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 this was... 30 years ago. But are they incorporating it into their work? You know, are they are they talking about it from their point of view? You know, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the difference is, you know, the white community often holds a mirror up and says, we understand. We understand. We understand. But they don't they don't talk about, you know, the exploitiveness of their own actions or the, you know, responsibility they hold. To correct them, I guess. Or what it means, what the topic of race means to you. Right. You know? And yeah, the next generation. Like- as a mom, that's like a super important thing to me is, you know, that sexuality, economic differences, you know? It's like when I'm with my kids, that's those are the number one lessons, not math and science. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Sidebar, there's another song. I'm sorry I'm going on and on, but you don't. Oh, so yeah. passionate. She's got another beautiful song called In or Out. And it describes walking into a a gay bar, right? And how everyone's trying to figure out if she's straight or gay. And the song ends with her saying, tonight you can't put me on any shelf because I came in alone. I'm going to leave by myself. And what that meant for me at that time in my life too was that there was a place where you could walk without identifying yourself Mm -hmm. specifically and, you know, just live in a space where you were just you. And mm-hmm. so that's another reason why I'm so into Ani. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't keep in touch. I know I keep going back to the backstage moment with Amber, but I know you don't keep yes. in touch with her. <laughs> but what are you Jay, be honest with me. Are you on yes. some are you on some message boards? Are you on some like, you know, Facebook groups and chat groups about Ani? I'm not. I need you to find some. I don't know why. We're going to find some for you and do a follow-up, Jay. Jay, it has been a delight and a pleasure, and I am legit excited to uh, be playing Ani DeFranco tonight uh, as I sit down to eat a dinner with my wife just to have it in the background because it's needed and necessary, and 
Thank you for that. I didn't think I would be able to talk about this for five minutes, let alone 40 minutes. So Oh, no, I'm ready to keep going. But <laughs> I think you kind of like her. I'm just going to be honest. I love, I mean, I honestly, I have not listened to her stuff. I don't know why. Just, you know, how generate different musicians hit you. You know what I mean? Like, I've yep. always been huge Peter Gabriel, huge like Stevie Nicks, you know, but I've never really listened to her. But I literally can't wait to go download all 20 albums onto my phone and start pumping the onion up because I'm very like, I feel like I'm at a growth place in my life where I want to, I want to rediscover my creativity. Like I want to redefine like myself as an artist. I think, you know, we go through this, we're in our forties now. And so it's, you know, it just is like, maybe you coming on is the perfect moment for me too. Mm, I hope so. I hope it inspires you in the way that it inspired me. And I know exactly what moment you're in right now because I yeah. feel like I'm in a similar place as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah, kind of like, like creating a new vision for yes, who I want to be. Like new life for myself, new t- everything. So right there with you, Fran. I know. Mm, All right. 32 mm, flavors, mm, Jay. You're our, you're our 33rd. <laughs> thank you. So nice talking to you. Oh Pleasure. my gosh. Thank you so much, Jay. You know what's so cool is that 32 Flavors, that song, he brought up so many memories for me because I remember in the late 90s, uh, it was covered by uh, this woman. I cannot remember her name. God bless her, whoever she is out there. But she covered it and it was like a huge hit. And I went to listen to Ani DeFranco just now. And that 32 Flavors is, yeah, it's her original song. It's just so fun to like really connect with Jay on that level because it's like, no, that song is amazing. And I get it. As a young Jewish man boy back then, I, it connected to me. And, you know, it's funny that just freedom, I guess, is a very universal thing. Would you yeah, believe it? And I mean, I like the fact that, you know, his entry point for new fans is the same as his literal entry point was 20 years ago. That was his, yeah. you know, first like grab, grab me, call the, call the radio station and ask what this song is. Cause <laughs> I you love know, Shazam that. or Shabam or whatever that app is. And you know, Google did not exist. Then. Shazam. 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 Yeah. Like the, yeah. Shazam, like the movie yeah. or the app, With the Z. you With know, the Z. Zachary Levi or the app. So the other thing I thought about David while we were recording is Jay was literally the first person I told my son, Hart Martin, his name too. I, I said, Jay, what do you think of the name Hart Martin? And Jay was like, oh, money. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's when I knew, okay, Hart has a name because the baby was born like literally a day later, I think. <laughs> Had no that's idea what response. to name him. <laughs> that is confirmation. Well, if, if anyone's going to give you that beautiful heart confirmation for heart, it would be I know. out of the heart of Jay August Richards because that guy is all heart. He's all heart. I love him. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And please keep listening to more episodes because that's what we do. We are Claire Kramer and David Magadoff. You are you. Good night. God bless. You know what's better than Deadpool? Deadpool 2. You know what's better than Deadpool 2? Karan Sony. Yes, actor extraordinaire and hilarious man from Deadpool and Deadpool 2. And the Goldbergs and Office Christmas movie, Trolls, Ghostbusters, Miracle Workers on TVS, and currently Dark Air with Terry Carnation. Yes, your second favorite podcast after Fanatics. We get to talk to him about his love for The O.C. No, not Orange County. The TV show, The O.C. Oh, we get to go back in time. Enjoy it with Karan Sony next Thursday. Yes. 
Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. We'd love to hear your fanatic thoughts and stories via social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. At Fanatics Pod. Yes, that's F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S Pod. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and David Magadoff. You can find us at Claire Kramer and at David Magadoff. Produced by Claire Kramer, Trevor Roth, and Colin Baker. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next week for another Fanatics podcast. Boy, that's a lot. She's a singer and a poet and an activist, too. Gosh, there's nothing that Anita Franco can't do. And she's a much better singer than me. It's true. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.